Welcome to Money Mastery with Marshy. This podcast is for you if you're someone who wants to develop the mindset, the skill set, and the character attributes needed to grow yourself, grow your wealth, and ultimately master your money. I look forward to going on this journey with you. Let's get into the episode. Hey, legend, welcome to episode number one of Money Mastery with Marshy. This is your host, Daniel Marshall, and it's an absolute honor to be here with you today for episode number one. This podcast is something that I've been wanting to do for so, so long, but I've been procrastinating on it. I've had resistance around it. There's been imposter syndrome coming up for me, but I'm finally here sitting down and recording this episode for you. So I just wanted to acknowledge you and to thank you as well for tuning in to episode number one. This really means a lot. Now, what is this podcast all about? What is Money Mastery with Marshy all about? And why would you want to be here listening to me talk? Well, this podcast, it's really about me sharing my journey and my experience on my way to Money Mastery And hopefully through my experience, through my stories, through my insights, and through the amazing people that I'll interview, you too will be able to join me on the journey to mastering your money. Now, if we go back to last year, I remember watching an Instagram live with Brad Sugars, who's a business fellow over in the US. He's written books like Instant Cashflow, which is a great book. Now, I was watching his Instagram live, and he said something that really hit home for me. He said, mastering your money takes 10 years, but poverty and middle class takes forever. Let me say that again. Mastering your money takes 10 years, but poverty and middle class takes forever. So when Brad dropped that bombshell on his Instagram live, it just hit me. And it was so true. And from my perspective, taking 10 years to learn the skills to master your money is nothing in the big scheme of things. Because if you can learn to master your money, you're going to have decades and decades of choice and freedom and opportunity, not just for you, but for your children and for future generations as well. So it's a small price to pay, in my opinion. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're someone who doesn't want to settle for mediocrity. You are someone who wants to master your money. You're someone who wants to master yourself. And that is something that I've learned on my journey so far, that mastering your money is really about mastering yourself. It's really the journey of self-mastery because your money, your income, your wealth will only grow to the extent that you grow yourself. So in this episode today, episode number one, I just want to share with you a little bit about my story, why I'm here and how I'm doing what I'm doing right now. So let me take you back in time a little bit. Let me go back to around the age of 17, 17, 18. Let's let's wind back the clock. I'm 32 now, so we're going back about 14 years. So when I was in high school, you know, year 11, year 12, I lived in a small country town called Wyala in South Australia. And this town is renowned for its steel and mining industry. And the steel and mining industry employs the majority of people in Wyala. 
Now, when I was in year 10, 11, 12, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Absolutely no idea. At that time, all I wanted to do was to drink piss on the weekends, you know, get shit-faced with my mates, and to be a rock star. Because at that stage, I was playing a lot of electric guitar, and I was playing in bands. I actually played in a band with a few of my mates called Repressed Identity, and we played you know, heavy metal and, and rock music. So that's that was my aspirations back when I was, you know, 16, 17. But obviously, you know, finishing school, I needed to do something. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. And the truth is, I think majority of people have no idea what they want to do at you know, 16, 17. I mean, life's only getting started at that, that, that point, to be honest. But being in the Stewart Mining Town, the the big company there, they were doing something called cadetships for engineers. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but my parents, my mum and dad encouraged me to go for one of these engineering cadetships. And these engineering cadetships were basically like an apprenticeship for engineers. So they had cadetships for mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, and metallurgists. Now, at the time, I didn't even know what an engineer was and what they did. But I didn't have any other plans, so I thought, you know, why not? I'll listen to my parents, I'll give this thing a crack. And the reason they suggested that to me was because I was always really good at maths growing up. Not so much physics and mechanics, but I was good at maths. And actually, uh, funny story, back in the day, back when I was a, a youngster, my parents made me do this extracurriculum activity called Kumon. You may have heard of it before, but it's, it's extracurriculum to do things like maths, English, and Japanese. So when I was a kid, I ended up being really, really good at maths. And actually, <laughs> I've got all these trophies for maths. So I was a bit of a geek, but I always tried to hide it. But anyway, I digress. So I went into this mechanical engineering cadetship, and that's how I started my adult life as an 18-year-old. But the truth is, I wasn't in the right mindset for it. You know, I was I was working full-time, studying part-time. It was a, it was an amazing deal. It really was an amazing deal because my employer actually paid for my uni fees for me while I was working. It was incredible and it was such a great opportunity. It just probably wasn't the best thing for me because at my age then, I was still very immature and I was living for the weekend, just wanting to you know, drink on the weekend and chase girls and all those kinds of things. So I kind of was just living for the weekend for that kind of stage of my life, you know, 18 to about... 24, that's when I really started to change. And I was in this vicious cycle. I was in this vicious cycle, which you, you might be able to relate with. In my career, I felt I felt empty. Like it wasn't what I wanted to do. I always knew when I started this cadetship, it just it wasn't the thing that I wanted to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So what was happening was I was living for the weekend. I was bloody working through the week, grinding it out, hanging for Friday so that I could go out and drink with my mates and escape my reality and have some fun. And I would just you know, binge drink on the weekends, get wasted. And at the time, I loved it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really did enjoy it. And I had lots of you know, fond memories and experiences from back then. But the thing was, Sunday night would roll around. I'd be feeling like shit and the anxiety would start to creep in. Just knowing that I had to wake up early on Monday and get through a whole nother week of something that I just did not want to do. And this cycle 
repeated and repeated and repeated again and again and again and again for so, so long. For so long. But thankfully, when I was 24, something pivotal happened and my life started to shift a little bit. My mum gave me a book called The Barefoot Investor. Now, if you're living in Australia listening to this, you've probably heard of this before. Scott Pape, The Barefoot Investor, is probably the most well-known personal finance expert or guru in Australia. So I grabbed a copy of this book from my mum. Now, up until this point, I don't think I'd ever finished a book in my entire life. I hated reading. I thought reading was for geeks and for nerds. I didn't want to be you know, caught seen with a book. But for some reason, I started reading this book, The Barefoot Investor, and it instantly grabbed me. And I was hooked straight away. I just couldn't put it down. I was soaking it up. I was, I was loving it, which you know, quite shocked me. And the big thing that I learned from that book was the mighty power of compound interest. And as soon as I read about compound interest and investing, like a light bulb went off in my head. And I instantly knew that this was one of the secrets to becoming financially independent and financially free. And for the first time, I felt like I had hope. Now, Compound interest, it's, it's a really hard concept for most people to grasp their heads around because people think linearly, but compound interest is about exponential growth and it just, it boggles the mind. And that's why it's very hard for people to understand it and to appreciate it. But thankfully, with my mathematical knowledge, it just, it just clicked for me and I knew this was one of the secrets. So I read that book and that's when my passion for personal finance, my passion for investing in the stock market really kicked off. And after reading The Barefoot Investor, I went and bought all the other books on money and investing and personal personal finance. And I was like a sponge. I was just soaking it all up. It really lit a fire up me and I loved it. And then later that year, it was December 2015. So I was 24, just about to turn 25. I invested my first, I invested my first amount of money into the stock market, buying a couple different index funds in the Australian market and the US market. And then I was off. So that was the beginning of my investment journey when I was 24. Now for the next two years, I actually did pretty well. Well, I thought I did pretty well. I'd actually built a six-figure share portfolio in two years time. So by the time I was 26, I had over $100,000 invested in the market. And, you know, being a 26-year-old, my ego was pretty big. I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was better than I was. And then I learned some harsh lessons, some harsh lessons that you've got to learn sometimes. Now, the problem was when I started my journey, I let my ego get ahead of myself and I wasn't actually investing. I was speculating. I was treating the market more like a casino and I was buying speculative stocks, chasing the big big returns. And for a while, a few of these were actually doing really well. And that's why my portfolio inflated to six figures. But then it all came crashing down and I ended up losing about $40,000 over a few different investments in real money, not paper money, in real money, because some of these companies literally just stopped trading and all my money was gone. So it was a bit of pill to swallow. It was a tough pill to swallow. And it hurt at the time. It hurt. But I licked my wounds, 
I moved on and I learned some lessons. And one of the biggest lessons I learned from that was you don't have to chase these big, ridiculous gains. You just don't need to do that. When you truly understand compound interest, you don't need huge returns to do well financially. You just need time and reliable investments, which we can talk about in future episodes. So from this point, you know, 26, 27, I was still working as a mechanical engineer. I was reading all these books on personal finance and investing. And this led me to reading books on personal development because by this stage, I had learned to love reading and it was just a natural progression to go towards personal development. And I started reading books like Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. And this is when I started to really work on myself and start to master myself. And when I was, I think I was 26 or 27, a fella named Mike Campbell He's a man coach. He came to Wyala to my local town and he ran a seminar. And I ended up catching up with him for coffee on the Sunday after that seminar. And we had a chat and he told me about uh, his four-month program called the School of Personal Mastery, where he took men through to help them master themselves. And as I'm even um, recording this right now, I'm looking at my vision board and I've got a little pin on there from the certificate when I completed it with a Rubik's Cube and personal mastery. So Mike, if you're listening to this, thank you very much because the work that I did with Mike then when I was about 27 was really life-changing and it really got me down the personal development journey heading towards what I'm doing right now. So thank you, Mike. Now, 20, yeah, 27, 28, I was still working as a mechanical engineer in the steward mining industry and I was still unhappy and feeling unfulfilled. But I was starting to understand what lit me up. I knew that personal finance and money was something that I was passionate about. I knew personal development was something I was passionate about. And I knew helping people was something that I was drawn to as well. And after having my experience with Mike being my first personal development coach, I was at work one day and I just started Googling coaching institutions because I thought maybe this coaching thing is for me. Because a theme throughout my life had been people would always come to me for help and for advice in so many different areas, whether it was homework, whether it was at uni, whether it was in the gym. So I thought this could be this could be the path for me. So I Googled coaching institutes and I came across this specific one which really stood out called the Coaching Institute, which was based in Melbourne, Australia. And I sent out an inquiry to the Coaching Institute. And within a few days' time, I was on the phone to a lovely woman called Bianca, and we had a great conversation. And I'm pretty sure it was on that call, or maybe one follow-up call, I signed up to join one of their coaching programs. And it was June 2019, a couple of weeks after I signed up, I flew to Melbourne, which was, this was such, you know, this was such a big thing outside my comfort zone. I flew to Melbourne to do my three-day foundations weekend at the Coach Institute in Melbourne. This was, it was life-changing. It was such a big, scary thing for me at the time. It was so far out my comfort zone, but it was truly life-changing. And that weekend in Melbourne at the Coaching Institute, my life did change and my whole trajectory of my life changed. And that weekend at the Coaching Institute in Melbourne, they've got these doors going into one of the training rooms. It's literally like the matrix. And I walked into those matrix doors and the trainer at the time, his name's Joe Parnay. He's a brilliant man. Uh, definitely check out his podcast at Joe Parnay Insights. He's a phenomenal coach and trainer. 
but he was the, the head trainer on my foundations weekend. And he taught me so many different things. And he made me realize why mechanical engineering was not for me. Because he told me and he told the group that people are generally into things or people. And as soon as he said this, I just had this new level of awareness that no wonder I didn't enjoy mechanical engineering because mechanical engineering is all about things. And I I just don't really enjoy things, mechanical parts and cars. I never grew up with that type of interest. But what I did like was the people. I loved building the relationships and working with people. So that was a big aha moment for me. And while I was there on my foundations weekend, it was just such a different environment to what I was used to in the steward mining industry. Like where I worked before, like I loved it. I learned so much great stuff there, but just the the culture and the culture wasn't great. And there was a lot of negativity, a lot of pessimism. And I'm a very positive person, but that would wear you down over time. But being in this new environment with all these like-minded people, these high-energy people, I was like, what is this? It was, it was such a crazy experience at first. It was just like so far out of my normal reality that I just did not know what was going on. But it changed my life. So I came back from that weekend, a changed man a new man with a new path and a new direction. And so as I came back, I negotiated with my employer at the time a four-day working week, a condensed condensed four-day working week, so I could have all my Mondays to study my coaching, you know, study my coaching materials, plus work on building my coaching business and coaching people. And this is when my very first, I guess, side hustle started. So I started coaching as a side hustle while I was still working my mechanical engineering career. Now, while I was doing this, I kind of went straight in the deep end and I hired a business coach within a few months. It was probably too early to be honest, but I hired a business coach. He was a fellow by the name of Yaya Bakar based in the US. And I actually listened to him on a podcast episode. I really resonated with his story and I reached out to him and he became my first ever business coach. And the cool thing that I learned from him was that he really helped me discover my niche and he helped me realize that I could combine my passions of personal finance and money with my passion of personal development and coaching. I could combine them together to become a financial coach, to become a money coach, to help people solve these problems. And that's the path that I started to go down. So while I was working full-time as a mechanical engineer. I was studying coaching. I was practicing coaching. I was building my coaching business, learning sales, marketing. And I was really building my financial coaching business as a side hustle on the side. And it was a crazy time in my life because <laughs> so much of my time was filled, you know, working full-time, studying, running the side hustle, like keeping fit at the gym, heavily involved in the football club, got the relationship, you know, wedding coming up and those types of things. There was a lot going on in my life. It was pretty, it was a crazy time. But if you're really committed to, to going after what you want, you've got to, you've got to sacrifice some things. And that's what I was willing to do. I was willing to sacrifice TV for reading books. I was willing to sacrifice going out drinking for studying on the weekends or doing courses. I was willing to make those sacrifices for the life and the dreams that I wanted. But it got to a point where I was starting to burn out. 
And I realized that I was half-assing my engineering career and I was half-assing my coaching and I knew I had to choose one or the other. And I knew it wasn't the engineering. I, I always knew that was not going to be for me. So I had to make a big decision. And I remember it was 2020. You know, during COVID, when the world was going crazy. I can't remember which month it was, but I remember putting on my big yearly calendar in my office at home. I wrote on there on the 1st of September, 2021. That would be the day that I handed my letter of resignation at the Steelworks. Now, I didn't know if I was going to go through with it. It was bloody scary even to think about it. But I knew it was what I really wanted, and I knew it had to happen. So the months went by. And the next thing you know, the 1st of September, 2020, rolls around. Was I going to go through with it? Was I going to have the courage to resign and to go after my dreams. It was funny because a few days prior, we were catching up with uh, some family and Casey's uncle, Greg, he he kind of, he said to us that sometimes the universe will dangle carrots in front of you just to test your commitment to your dreams and to your goals. Now, the funny thing was on that Monday that I, or Tuesday that I went to work, we were called into a meeting, and me and a few of my colleagues, that morning before I you know, did the deed. And my boss at the time, he was going through this new project that we were going to be working on. And during that meeting, I couldn't believe it. During that meeting, he was telling us about our new roles and responsibilities. And I was essentially getting a promotion in that meeting to a, a higher position. And... This was definitely the universe dangling a carrot in front of me to test my commitment to what I wanted. Because here I was sitting in this office, listening to my boss talk about this new project and basically the new role that I'd be stepping into whilst I've got my resignation letter in my side pocket. I just couldn't believe it. I just didn't know what to think. And I was just asking myself, am I actually going to go through with this or not? But I'd made the decision. I'd made it internally. So I let the other people leave the meeting. I walked out and I slowly walked back in. And I said, sorry, mate. I've got some other plans. And I dropped my resignation letter on his desk. And it was one of the hardest decisions or hardest conversations, sorry, that I've ever had to do. It was so hard. Because I'm a very loyal person. I do not like letting people down. But the truth is I knew that if I didn't do this, I'd be letting myself down. I couldn't live with myself if I had done that. So I, I handed in my letter of resignation. I had the tough conversation. I could see that my boss was disappointing. But I was so grateful that he was supportive of my decision. And that really did mean the world to me. But I left, I left his office with mixed emotions but I felt liberated. I had done it. I had made that scary, courageous decision to resign and to go after what I wanted. And it was just such a liberating feeling. There was mixed emotions, but it was liberating. And later in 2020, that year, I finished my last day at the Steelworks in the steward mining industry after about 11 or so years. 
And I'm truly grateful for the, all the amazing people that I met there. I learned so much there. I had so many great mentors and so many great experiences. But since then, since the end of 2020 or the start of 2021, I've been working as a full-time financial and money coach, helping millennials create a new self-image around money so that they can earn more, save more, and confidently grow their wealth. And it's something that I am super passionate about. I just love helping people in this space. And it's a big reason why I've created this podcast because I just want to be able to reach more people and impact more people. And if any of the insights that I can share, any of my own personal story, any of my own experiences can help you, then this is what it's all about. Even if I can just help one people, one person on this podcast, that is all that matters to me. So there you have it, guys. That's that's a little bit about my story and where I was before as a mechanical engineer to where I am now as a full-time financial and money coach. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode number one of Money Mastery with Marshy. I hope you have got some value from this. And if you have, you know, give this give this a five-star review. And if you want to share this with someone else, it would mean so much to me if you could share this on your story, tag me in it, maybe even drop one key takeaway if you're feeling really, really courageous. But it's been an absolute pleasure recording this episode for you. I can't wait to get into the next episode. So take care, all the best, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for investing your time and energy in today's episode of Money Mastery with Marshy. If you enjoyed this episode, if you received value from this episode, then click the subscribe button so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.